Hey everybody, it's The Wake Up. Here's what's happening in Hollywood, the media biz and social platforms on Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. With a ton of things happening in broadcast TV and HBO, Netflix, Facebook, CBS All Access all in the headlines. As is The CW, who added some new programming to their summer lineup. Does it have the term gently used on it? Okay, moving on. All brought to you by my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And Hulu put out the trailer for the Andy Samberg, Kristen Milotti Sundance hit Palm Springs, which kind of seems like a Groundhog Day meets a wedding rom-com where the guy and the girl are now both stuck living the same day. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. I drove all the way back home to Austin and I still woke up here. One time I smoked a bunch of crystal and made it all the way to Equatorial Guinea. It was a huge waste of time. That one drops on Hulu July 10th, and the link to the full trailer is in the show notes. And now over to Hollywood. NBC released their fall TV schedule, which looks awfully familiar to their schedule from this year. With the exception of a new Law & Order, uh, do we even call these spinoffs anymore? Anyway, that one will air on Thursdays at 10 p.m., right after another Law & Order series. NBC is also keeping a pretty loose definition of when exactly fall will be this year. Understandably so, but I'll put a link to the full schedule in the show notes. NBC also announced that they're going to fund the hiring of an additional diverse writer for each writing staff of their scripted series this fall. Otherwise, all of their higher profile new series are listed as mid-season. That would be the Ted Danson, Tina Fey show, Kenan Thompson's new sitcom, and the Dwayne Johnson as a kid series, Young Rock. Oh, speaking of rocks, 30 Rock is back. Well, for one night, but it will be an hour and ad-free, but it also sounds like it's tied into NBC's upfront presentation. Okay, this headline could use a Xanax. It'll be a completely remotely shot one-hour show that also weaves in the shows and talent from NBC's upcoming fall season and will also feature all of your favorite 30 Rock characters. Okay, this will work. You can catch that July 16th at 8 p.m. on NBC and NBCU cable networks like Bravo and USA if you'd prefer to watch it there for some reason. Oh, and uh, Gwen Stefani is returning to The Voice next season. Sorry, Nick Jonas. Over at ABC, Jimmy Kimmel will host this year's Emmys, which are still set for September 20th, according to the trades. Although even Kimmel says he has no idea what the show is actually going to be, and he's an exec producer on the show. Also, another bit of unsurprising award show news, the Independent Spirit Awards has moved to April and will take place on the 24th, the day before the Oscars, as usual. And not to be outdone, CBS also made headlines as the Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish finally outlined some more details for the big expansion of CBS All Access, which will launch uh, sometime next year and likely under a new name. Okay, maybe not that many details here today. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Backish appeared virtually at the Credit Suisse conference and said 15,000 hours of TV and movie programming will be added from the Paramount and Viacom vaults, as well as programming from pretty much all of the Viacom. Viacom cable networks. You'll also be able to stream both live PGA golf and CBS NFL games on the service. CBS is currently the only network that has NFL streaming rights in their deal, by the way, but still quite a few more details to come, like a name, a price, and a release date. Former HBO programming chief Carolyn Strauss is leaving her production deal at HBO to join Sister. That's the production outfit headed up by Stacey Snyder, Elizabeth Murdoch, and Jane Featherstone. Deadline reports that Strauss will exec produce TV projects for Sister, although she will continue to shepherd projects she had going at HBO, so uh, she'll still get to keep her key card. 
Although I guess those things are pretty useless these days. Uh, Strauss previously teamed up with Featherstone to produce HBO's Chernobyl. One other quick HBO note, they picked up the filmed version of David Byrne's recent Broadway show, American Utopia, that was directed by Spike Lee, according to The Hollywood Reporter, although no release date was given. Brian Grazer and Ron Howard have made a, quote, substantial investment in documentarian Alex Gibney's production outfit, Jigsaw, according to Deadline. The idea is to elevate and expand Imagine's documentary group output, the co-head of which is another former HBOer, Sarah Bernstein. Apparently, one of Jigsaw's co-owners fell into receivership, which is really one of the worst places to have a fall, putting Jigsaw in need of some new financing. And finally, yet another departure at WME. Partner and agent Hanley Baxter has departed for UTA. He'll be bringing over most of his clients, including the Fanning Sisters and Blindspot star Jamie Alexander, according to Deadline, who apparently had a really busy day yesterday. Next up, the media biz and social platforms. Zuckerberg is giving you the power over political advertising on Facebook. TikTok's biggest Chinese competitor is now mostly banned here in the U.S. And Reed Hastings is giving a historically large gift to some historically black colleges. And today's pop quiz. When did 30 Rock finish its run and how many episodes did they do? I'll give you an over under of uh, let's say 120 on this one. But first, of course, a brief message about my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. And I know you may be saying, uh, hey, I enjoy a little buzz when I have a beer, but uh, I encourage you to think about it this way. What did you drink with your lunch this week? I bet it was either a boring water or seltzer or some sort of a diet drink where you probably can't pronounce half the ingredients in it or something like a sweet tea or a sports drink or a soda, but you're just full of sugar. What makes Athletic Brewing great is that they make a wide range of beers from golden ales to IPAs, lagers, and even coffee stouts, all using certified organic malt. And the golden ale only has 50 calories and the IPA only has 70. They're delicious. And I mean, hey, you get to have a beer for lunch. It's just kind of fun. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states. Go to athleticbrewing.com slash shop and you get free shipping when you order two six packs or more. And they're now donating 10% of all online sales to the Restaurant Worker Relief Fund. Look, we could all use something fun and new in our lives that's actually also delicious. Athleticbrewing.com slash shop. The link's in the show notes. Go check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. 30 Rock finished up between Obama's first and second term as president. Is it scary how long ago that feels? The finale aired on January 31st, 2013, and was the show's 138th episode. So uh, congrats to the folks who took the over. And now over to the media biz and social platforms. Facebook is introducing a feature in your settings where you can turn off seeing ads from politicians. The same goes for Instagram, though Facebook will still remind you to vote in December. Uh, December? You know, I think they still might have a disinformation problem. This was all part of a piece Zuckerberg published in USA Today because Facebook is nothing if not dedicated to the survival of the news journalism industry. Did I sell that properly? Uh, Zuck also said they have a goal of registering 4 million new people to vote by November. See, November, that's better. And they will also set up a voting information center on the platform. 
The Zin app has now been removed from both Google Play and Apple's App Store, according to The Verge. Zin is TikTok's uh, competitor, or what do you call an app that just takes content from your app and adds it to theirs? No, not Instagram stories. Anyway, the China-based Zin app has an interface that's uh, strikingly similar to TikTok and would repost content from TikTok creators on their platform and even set up a mimicked account from creators that the creators themselves had nothing to do with. That's according to Wired. Zin also just straight up paid some users to watch videos and invite friends. So I guess a Ponzi scheme doesn't translate very well to Mandarin. The UK's biggest movie theater chain, Cineworld, has set a July 10th reopening date for their movie theaters in the UK and for their Regal theater chain here in the US. Regal is this country's second largest movie theater chain. And yes, the vast majority of US movie theaters are owned by Chinese and British companies. And we'll finish off here with Netflix CEO Reed Hastings, who announced on CBS this morning that he's giving $120 million to Morehouse and Spelman Colleges and the United Negro College Fund, the largest gift ever to those entities, which will be split among the three. And in today's programming notes, English Premier League football, well, soccer, uh, resumes league play today with no fans. NBCSN will air the matches here in the States as per usual. Today's matches take place at 1 and 3.15 p.m. Eastern time. The names on all players' jerseys will be replaced with Black Lives Matter for the first 12 matches of the season. In the streaming world, Netflix drops season two of the Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias sitcom, Mr. Iglesias, and Hulu premieres their new series, Love, Victor, which is a sequel to the movie Love, Simon, and features a different student coming to terms with his sexuality at the same high school as the movie. It was actually pushed up two days, so Juneteenth can have its own day in the spotlight on Friday, though Hulu is not among the companies who have made it a company holiday. And I'm putting a link to last night's PBS Frontline special on how the coronavirus pandemic started and spread throughout uh, Earth, which was really well done. Uh, The special, not the pandemic. Uh, It's called The Virus, What Went Wrong? So check that out in the show notes. But let's finish out today on a socially distanced note. The New York Times Culture Desk put together a symphony playlist that could be performed with a minimal amount of musicians who could keep properly socially distanced to perform the pieces. I'm putting a link to that Spotify playlist in the show notes. And speaking of spreading things, okay, that's definitely not the way to position this, but uh, do us a solid and share the podcast on your LinkedIn or email it to someone you love. Or a rando, it really doesn't matter in the end. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. And you stay classy, San Diego. 